Thanks for watching MTD Business. Coming up. The midterms are only two weeks away with new allegations that Google is suppressing Republican candidates. We have the details. Nancy Pelosi says Americans shouldn't focus on inflation because it's a global phenomenon. Is that the case? And Adidas ends its lucrative partnership with Kanye West over his controversial comments. What could that mean for the brand? With that and much more coming up on NTD Business. It's great to have you with us. Paul Graney here. Home prices have just slowed at the fastest pace on record. Seems higher mortgage rates are finally having an effect in the housing market. The Case-Shiller price index is a little delayed, so the latest data is for August. It shows that home prices fell a massive 9% month over month. In July, the home price index dropped for the first time in over a decade, and it's just accelerated in August. Prices in all 20 cities tracked by the index are now only up slightly year over year, a big change for what was a red-hot housing market. It seems consumer confidence is also cooling off. Soaring inflation and higher interest rates are taking their toll on Americans, it seems. This month, U.S. consumer confidence fell to its lowest level since July. This is data from the conference board, by the way. With higher interest rates, meaning larger debt repayments for many Americans, it's seeming that that's forcing them to cut back on their spending. Not to mention things are just more expensive now. And bad news for tourism, the survey found that people plan to spend less on travel over the next six months. But despite higher borrowing costs, people still seem willing to buy big ticket items like homes, cars and appliances. And while a strong jobs market has been a bright spot in the economy recently, people seem to feel the good times may not last. Fewer people say they think jobs are plentiful now. Federal Reserve is trying to slow down the jobs market, by the way. They say that will help with inflation. That claim has been disputed, though. And as the midterm elections approach, Democrat House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said we should focus less on inflation. She says it's a global phenomenon that isn't only affecting Americans. Anthony's Don Ma discussed Pelosi's comments with former investment banker and author of The War on Small Business, Carol Roth. Thanks for joining us, Carol. Now, Democrats argue that uh, inflation is a global phenomenon and that maybe Biden shouldn't be getting all the blame. Does this have merit for you? It's a magical global phenomenon, Don, just like it's magic that it's sunny every day everywhere around the world. No, this does not absolve Biden um, and the you know, previous administrations and the broader government for blame. First of all, um, inflation wouldn't be the way it was without this ridiculous monetary policy that we've had ongoing for like a decade and a half. And we have you know, suppressed interest rates. We've printed trillions of dollars. That happened in the U.S. and then other places around the world, Europe and the like, they followed suit. So it sort of became a vicious cycle. One would do it, then the other. It would give the, the us the, the cover to do more. It would give them the cover to do more. So just because we all printed money, it does not absolve us of the blame of doing that here. Secondly, from an energy policy perspective, Biden came in and completely destroyed um, some of our energy independence and made really bad decisions around energy. And obviously that's having massive implications here.
But Europe, obviously, as well, has made the same stupid decisions on energy. And the fact is that they are not energy independent. So again, it doesn't absolve us from the blame just because they've also made stupid decisions. In fact, if we had made better decisions, we would have been able to help them out and lower their inflation. But I think that the most important piece is that we are actually exporting inflation to the rest of the world. Um, given the inflation that we've had here, the Fed has had to change their policy. They're raising rates. And basically, that is creating strength in the U.S. dollar vis-a-vis -vis other currencies. So when these currencies have to go out and buy oil and food that's priced in dollars because we're the reserve currency, it's costing them more to do so. So we have exported our inflation through this strong dollar and policy to these other countries. So it's somewhat of a global phenomenon because we are creating that global phenomenon. Wow, interesting. And there's another part to this uh, argument. And I, I want to play a clip for you uh, of Nancy Pelosi talking about inflation this weekend in, in an interview. And afterwards, I, I want to get your reaction. It's not, the fight is not about inflation. It's about the cost of living. And if you look at what we have done to bring down the cost of prescription drugs, mm -hmm. to bring down the cost of, of energy and the rest in our legislation, you will see that there has been opposed every step of the way by the Republicans, and they have no plan for lowering the cost of living. Your thoughts on that? <laughs> I mean, She's delusional. Inflation is the loss of the cost of living. It's the decline in your purchasing power. And all of the issues that we have been facing are very much supply side issues. If you think of something like energy, it's not the Republicans that have been putting up a barrier to traditional energy sources. This is something that Biden campaigned on. He came in day one and he canceled oil and gas leases. He shut down the Keystone pipeline. Um, you know, and whether it be how Housing or labor, you know, think about labor now. They're trying to make it harder for people to hire or companies to hire independent and gig workers. They are creating the barriers on the supply side. That's not something that Republicans typically do. So for her to, to go around and say that, uh, you know, again, that they're not at fault and that their policies not only aren't causing this, but they could do a policy shift and completely change this is just absolute insanity. And Carol, just talk a little bit about the housing market. You know, prices are coming down, sales are slowing. Is the market in a recession? No, I mean, the, the prices are still elevated on a year-over-year -year basis, even though it's less so than in previous months. Um, again, <laughs> I feel like I keep repeating myself here, but this is the crux of the problem. We have a, an undersupply in housing as well, and that is part of the reason why we, we have seen these crazy high prices in housing. So as interest rates have moved up and then mortgage rates in concert have moved up, there are fewer sales, but you haven't seen that wholesale decrease in terms of the price of housing. I do think that we could come down you know, 10 or 20 percent from here, but the prices have been so elevated. I'm not sure if, if, I mean, I guess it depends. If you want to sensationalize it, maybe that's a crash or maybe it's just coming down to a, to a better level. But there will be support for that. And as the, the market kind of goes in from its bust cycle into its boom cycle in the future, I do think there will be buyers willing to push those prices up again. All right. Thank you very much, Carol Roth, former investment banker and author of the book, The War on Small Business. Pleasure having you today. Great to be with you. Now, with the midterms only two weeks away, a new report claims that Google 
is manipulating search results against Republicans. The report is by the Media Research Center, or MRC, and just as a disclaimer. MRC has been described as a conservative-leaning media watchdog, and Google denies all of its claims, saying that it would never manipulate search results to disadvantage any political ideology. But the MRC says it analyzed 12 of the most important Senate races, the races that are most likely to decide which side gets power after the election. It Googled each candidate's name, followed by the words Senate Race 2020. So the candidate's name and Senate Race 2022. Apologies. It found that the campaign sites for 10 of the Republicans were significantly lower on the results page compared to their Democrat opponents. MRC says seven of the Republicans' websites didn't even show up on the first page. In contrast, eight of the Democratic candidates' websites were within the first six results on the first page, by the way. One example is the Georgia Senate race between Democratic incumbent Raphael Warnock and Republican, Republican challenger Herschel Walker. It's a very tight race, by the way. MRC found that on the Google search, Raphael Warnock's website was number five on the first page. Herschel Walker's website, on the other hand, wasn't even on the first page. Another critical race is one in Nevada between Democratic incumbent Catherine Masto and Republican chanter Adam Laxalt. Some say the race could determine which party wins the Senate. 538 says the two are even, about as tight a race as it gets. Adam, his website is buried. His opponent's website is elevated. Uh, it's, we, but we ran identical searches, just changing the names. They should have produced the same kind of results, but they didn't. That's Dan Schneider at the Media Research Center behind the group behind the report. He told us they tried other websites as well. We did, this, did the same uh, analysis for Bing and DuckDuckGo, the two main competitors to Google. And Bing and DuckDuckGo are neutral. They do not uh, you know, have biased results in favor of one party or, or, or the other. Somebody at DuckDuckGo has written the algorithm to say, if you're a Democrat or Republican running for the Senate, we're going to place your campaign website first in search results. Somebody at Google is writing the same kind of algorithms, but for Google, they're highlighting the Democrat. Tech researcher Jake Denton from the Heritage Foundation says this kind of behavior isn't limited to just Google. Since, uh, you know, the 2016-2020 election, Silicon Valley, Google, and all the other corporations that have gotten behind the left have put their hands on the scales and tried to interfere in our election. Whether it be emails hitting the spam folder, whether it be search results going to the back pages of Google, Republican candidates are at a huge disadvantage to their Democrat opponents. Again, Google denies these claims, but the Media Research Center says Congress should investigate Google's alleged search result bias and all efforts to influence the midterm elections. And with the midterms approaching, several Democrat pollsters are expressing alarm about their party's prospects ahead of the election. Anthony's Jessica Beatty has more on their concerns. A number of Democrat pollsters and analysts are expressing concern that their party has focused on the wrong issues ahead of the midterms. Historically, the party of the president tends to lose congressional seats in the midterms. Right now, Democrats control both the House and Senate, but not by much. A Democrat pollster who worked on former President Barack Obama's presidential campaigns told The Hill Monday, a month ago, it looked like not only were the Democrats poised to hold the Senate, 
The question was, were they going to be able to get two extra seats? Now, I think the hope is just to hang on. One big concern is Democrats have focused too much on abortion and not enough on the economy. Inflation is still near a 40-year high, with prices up 8.2 percent in September. The CEO of a public relations firm told NBC News, in his words, Democrats need to wake up to political reality and focus on inflation and economic anxiety. These are the issues that matter most voters. Republicans have criticized the Biden administration and Democrats for embracing left-wing economic policies, for example, targeting the oil industry and supporting COVID-19-related lockdowns, which forced many businesses to close. But President Biden Monday argued that a GOP victory in the House or Senate would lead to setbacks for American families. Democrats are building a better America for everyone, with an economy that grows from the bottom up and the middle out, where everyone does well. Republicans are doubling down on their mega-maga trickle-down economics that benefits the very wealthy, failed the country before, and will fail it again if they would. However, GOP pollster Ford O'Connell told The Hill Republican candidates only need to focus on two things to stay relevant, money and family. If Republicans do that, he said, they'll win this year and in 2024. He said that's because Democrats don't seem to be changing their approach. Jessica Beatty, NTD News. And on Wall Street today, stocks ended sharply higher. The Dow gained 337 points, one and one-tenth of a percent. S&P 500 rose 62 points, one and six-tenths of a percent. And the Nasdaq, big winner of the day, added 247 points, two and a quarter percent. And Yum! brand shares up over 2% today. That's despite news that KFC will exit the Russian market. Yum! Brands owns KFC. The Russian KFC outlets will be sold to comply with sanctions. Ownership will be transferred to local firm Smart Service. That's run by existing Russian KFC franchisees. They'll now be responsible for rebranding the restaurants and retaining existing staff. The deal, though, still has to be approved by regulators. But once that's done, Yum! Brand says it will have no remaining presence in Russia. And America's largest automaker seems to be bouncing back shares up significantly today after General Motors reported their earnings up 48% from last year, revenue up 52%. Supply chains easing, helping GM... By the end of June, the company said it was able to clear about 75% of the roughly 90,000 vehicles that initially couldn't complete because of missing parts. Remember the supply chain crisis? As North American factories ran at 103% capacity through the quarter, a dramatic improvement from a year earlier. Back then, they ran at 60%. That was because of chip shortages and other supply chain issues that caused factory shutdowns. If you're watching, you know. Even with economic concerns, the folks at GM say demand is strong. Good news, right? But Adidas stock fell today after canceling a major contract with Kanye West, also known as Ye, could cost Adidas a lot of money. Anthony Sean Marshall reports. Athletic clothing giant Adidas is dropping its partnership with rapper Kanye West, also known as Ye. Seems to be over his recent controversial remarks on social media. In a statement, Adidas said it didn't tolerate anti-Semitism or any other kind of hate speech. For this, Adidas has stopped production and sales of Yeezy-branded products. 
It could cost the German firm big, though. The Easy brand generated close to $2 billion in annual sales, or about 10% of its total revenue, according to a Morningstar analyst. Adidas was facing public pressure after Ye recently drew criticism over a tweet earlier this month in which he said he was going DEFCON 3 on Jewish people. Ye gave this apology on Piers Morgan. Say, I'm sorry for the people that I hurt with the DEFCON, the, the confusion that I call. I feel mm. like I call, I cause hurt and confusion. And I'm sorry for the families of the people that had nothing to do with the, the trauma that I had been through and that I use my platform where you say hurt people hurt people. And I, I was hurt. I was frustrated. Sean Marshall, NTD News. This was less than a month after Ye terminated his partnership with closing brand Gap. A French fashion fir firm Balenciaga has also cut ties within the recent weeks. Oh, and Ye's talent agency, CAA, has also dropped him. And across the Atlantic, outside Downing Street in the UK, Rishi Sunak delivered his first speech as Britain's new prime minister. He said he was not daunted by the major challenges facing the country. I want to pay tribute to my predecessor, Liz Truss. She was not wrong to want to improve growth in this country. It is a noble aim. And I admired her restlessness to create change. But some mistakes were made. Not born of ill will or bad intentions. Quite the opposite, in fact. But mistakes nonetheless. And I have been elected as leader of my party and your prime minister, in part, to fix them. Sunak cited major problems like economic chaos, the fallout from COVID, energy shortages and government infighting mainly among his party. The country has also a hole to fill in its public finances of about $45 billion. The new Prime Minister has pledged to lead the nation through these crises with economic stability and confidence at the heart of his political agenda. Next, Sunak will start assembling his own cabinet. But some Conservative lawmakers want him to include politicians from all wings of the party. We're going to take a quick break, but if you have any news tips or feedback for the show, please email us, business at ntd.com. We'd love to hear from you. And still to come this evening... Amazon adding another checkout payment option for customers, and you can start using it Black Friday. And thousands showed up to a Korean culture festival in New York City despite the rain. What's kept them interested? We have that and much more coming up on NTD Business. If you use dry shampoo, you may want to get rid of it. A number of brands have been recalled because of potentially elevated levels of a chemical called benzene, which can cause cancer. Unilever just issued a voluntary recall of a long list of products, and just to be clear, 
based on an independent health hazard evaluation, the level of benzene detected in the, in the recalled products is not expected to cause adverse health issues, even with daily exposure. And Unilever hasn't gotten reports of any problems, but the company is recalling them out of an abundance of caution. you find a full list of what's been recalled on the FDA's website. And Amazon is a new way to pay Venmo. Amazon says that starting Black Friday, everyone will be able to use Venmo funds at checkout. The move is the latest example of Amazon looking to expand its checkout payment options. Remember last year, it started a buy now, pay later option. Well, Venmo started as a way to send money between people, but now it's got tens of millions of users, a credit card, some cryptocurrencies, and it's expected by other major, accepted by other major businesses too. And in New York City, the Korean festival, it happens once a year, was back over the weekend. Entity's Phil Zoe was on the scene, finding out what, finding out that besides Korean pop and delicious Korean food, there's so much more to discover about Korean culture. Backflips, dancing, delicious food, and even an ancient wrestling sport in live action. What more can you ask for on a rainy afternoon? Is the 2022 Korean festival taking place in Union Square, New York? One vendor, however, is making just a little more noise than the others. We have been promoting Korean agricultural products as well as Korean food. Hua Sop Shim is the president of AT America, which is the South Korean government agency responsible for promoting Korean food across the globe. We do that by getting New Yorkers and broadly Americans to taste and experience the best agricultural products and food Korea has to offer. But this year, Mr. Shim says besides food, they're promoting a unique Korean product. Many people are already familiar with high-quality Korean food like kimchi, bulgogi, or even ramen. But we are also really excited to put the spotlight on Korean-grown moth orchids, which are also of incredible quality. I also spoke to Onam Kwan, president of the Korea Taekwondo Association in New York. He's been training in the Korean martial art for over 40 years, currently a 7th degree black belt grandmaster. 70 million people are training Taekwondo in whole worldwide. It's uh, mentally, physically, spiritually, uh, Taekwondo is um, helping a human being, you know. Master Kwan's daughter, Kira Kwan, has been training since she was one. Now she's a third degree black belt at the age of 12. It's a sport where you show discipline and respect to others. And you also learn how to kind of coordinate your body also while maintaining control and composure over yourself. So it's a really good sport for you. Last but not least, they have an ancient wrestling sport from Korea on display. Serum wrestling. It's a traditional Korean form of wrestling that takes place in a sand pit. Uh, it was quite an experience very technical a lot of technique. yeah it, it, it's basically the last five seconds of wrestling it, it's this is that's the hardest you're gonna ever have Leland Tantrum took home second place and fourth place respectively in both light and heavyweight divisions wrestling 10 opponents that day I believe they said 3,000 years this traditional uh, belt wrestling has been going on for the festival is expected to be back next year hosted by the Korean American Association of Greater New York Phil Zoe, NTD News, New York. And get this, a recent poll by Airline Virgin Australia found that almost nobody wants to sit in the middle seat. But to try to change that, the airline is now offering a lottery to entice people to pick the least popular seat. There's even a weekly prize from a prize pool worth about $145,000. 
but you have to sit in the middle seat voluntarily or involuntarily during a flight to be eligible. Among the prizes, a full-day helicopter pub crawl and a two-night vacation in Australia that includes flights, accommodation, and a bungee jump if you're brave enough. Also, flights and tickets to the Australian Football League Grand Final with exclusive access to the pre-game lunch and after party. <laughs> Would you do it for the middle seat? And dog lovers, listen up. Your pup could be a star. Check out some of these pics of photogenic pups and ask yourself, is my dog even more photogenic? If you answered a resounding yes, your dog could make up 10,000 bucks a year. Yappydog.com, a website for pet gifts, is hiring a chief fluff officer. Job description all boils down to being cute and taking even cuter pictures while trying out some of the gifts from its website. Just apply by November 18th, and there are thousands of applications so far. Good luck. And that's the latest with the Anthony Business Team and myself, Paul Graney. Follow me on Twitter, though, till we see each other again. And if you have any news tips or feedback for the show, you can always email us, business at ntd.com. That's all for today. Thank you for watching. We'll see you tomorrow.